This is the Reverend Jeremy Means Koss, and you're listening to an Episcopal Constellation in the Shires of Vermont. May these words ease doubt, give proof, clear confusion, provide faith and bring light to all whom gather here in love. Amen. That's my invocation from now on. Thank you for your patience. It's taken me a while. (laughs) This particular working on this sermon brought that forth and I ask you this morning, um, this weird weather good morning, are we in March? Are we in, what, what month are we in? If you happen to have a highlighter or a pencil on you, get that out with your readings today, if you would like. Doubt, proof, confusion, faith, and light. The transfiguration is the story throughout the Gospels giving answer to all these pieces of our puzzle of being Christians in man's world. Meaning, God guides us in every passage, every reading, as Christians, a deeper understanding alongside a wider view often answers our own doubt and confusion as to this whole idea of faith and light and love Manifest, embodied, and sacrificed, resurrected, and in so, forgiving us and clearing the path of our own transformation into light. Perhaps, let this be an exercise we all can potentially use to discern how these words in our books of faith are not just one thing, but are many things at once, like the Trinity, like God. Today, instead of my words, his words. As presented to us this Sunday. So again, if you'd like to, please take out for reference your insert on today's readings. I'm going to give you little parentheticals as I go through different sections to see how this manifests. And we can look at text a little differently. The Collect. O God, who before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed out of confusion his glory upon the holy mountain, that's doubt to proof, grant to us that we beholding by faith the light of his countenance may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed out of confusion into his likeness from glory to glory, light through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Now, our Old Testament reading, the first passage is all about doubt and confusion. The second passage, again, doubt and confusion. End of the third passage, then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up, struck the water, and the water was parted to one side and then to the other until the two of them crossed on dry ground. Proof. Then, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. Proof to faith. Elijah's reply, you have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted you. If not, it will not. Confusion to proof. 
a chariot of fire. And horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah ascended into a whirlwind into heaven, confusion to proof. Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen, proof to faith. But when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. Confusion to faith. Let me reference here the temple cloth and how it was torn during Christ's last transfiguration. Moses and the Red Sea and Elijah's miracle. Water parting with said raiment. If you'll take out your Psalms again, if you haven't yet, Psalm 1, proof. Psalm 2, light. Psalm 3, confusion. 4, doubt. 5, faith. Let the heavens declare the rightness of his cause, for God himself is judge. The epistle, 2 Corinthians, the God of the world has blinded the men minds of the unbelievers. A blinded mind is doubt, confusion. To keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, confusion, who is the image of God, for we do not proclaim ourselves. That's faith. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Well, that's pretty obvious. In the gospel today, what necessitates the transfiguration because of what happens previous to the passage today, it's necessary, it seems, to Jesus, God, to convince in a very theatrical and practical way and in a way that they will be familiar with, hence Moses and Elijah, so they would get and finally believe because, of course, as humans, they doubted needed proof to glean faith from confusion through light. In Mark 8, 27, just before today's passage, I'm going to share this with you to know what happens just before the transfiguration, to understand why Christ was like, okay, you need proof. And Jesus went forth to his disciples into the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, saying unto them, who do you men say I am? And they told him, saying, John the Baptist, and and others, Elijah, but others, one of the prophets. And he asked them, but who say ye that I am? Peter answereth and said unto him, thou art the Christ. And he charged then that they should tell no man of him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and by the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he spake the saying openly, and Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But he turned about and seeing his disciples rebuked Peter and saith, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou mindest not the things of God, but the things of men. Doubt, proof, confusion, faith, light. This passage, the transfiguration of how we become Christians after living the Beatitudes, we doubt ourselves, others, God. Proof, humans, because of that pesky Garden of Eden mishap, we always need proof. God provides 
confusion, our natural state, admit it, we need instruction. Faith, vital to our own transfiguration and delight. Amen. Thank you for listening to an Episcopal Constellation. We hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if so, please give us five stars on your local podcast provider.